Welcome to Do It For The Process, a podcast for artists, creatives, and those who are creatively curious. This podcast explores the intersection between art and business, and we may just discover that they're not actually that different. I'm your host, Emily Jeffords. I'm an artist, mother, educator, and founder of the hashtag Do It For The Process. I know firsthand the joys and the struggles that come from being a working creative, and I'm here to shed some light and hope on your path. You are not alone in this. Today, we're going to talk quite appropriately about how to come back to the process. Maybe you took the summer break. Maybe you took a week off for vacation. Maybe you've taken off 20 years to raise a family. Whatever your break looks like, we're going to talk about ways to come back to your creative process and really ways to learn how to trust your creative work again and your own ability again. Before we dive into this beautiful topic, I have to tell you about The Collective. If you haven't heard yet, The Collective is a new membership that I'm launching for creative entrepreneurs and artists. It is going to be incredible, you guys. This is going to be such a beautiful and vibrant community. I'm taking the best parts of a mastermind, combining it with the best parts of a course, but slowing it way, way down, making it really sustainable, really you know, actually effective for your business. Progress is quiet and slow. And truly and honestly, we cannot expect to be solo entrepreneurs these days. You can of course have your own business. You can of course be the only person on your team. You can do it all. But I truly believe the power of community is the reason my business is successful. I truly believe that every single creative entrepreneur that I know that is doing well has a community supporting her. And I want that for you. I want you to step into a community that will offer you that structure, offer you that feedback, that space to talk through all the nerdy things that we need to talk through as entrepreneurs that no one else understands. I totally get it. Trust me on that. This is your space for that. This is a space for you to to really wrestle through ideas and to grow in a safe space and with people that are also striving towards growth. So each month we're going to talk about a particular topic, whether it's Instagram or holiday success or how to market effectively via email or how to launch a collection, just you know, general things that really impact your bottom line, impact your business, keep you sustainable, keep you in the game, keep you fresh. So we'll have an individual specific topic. Um, I will teach on that topic for about 20 to 40 minutes, depending on the needs of that, of that topic. We'll have applications, both creative applications and business. So I really want this to be a place where you don't just listen, you don't just take in information, you actually apply it, you actually make it part of your business. And then I'm very excited about this aspect. I'm going to share behind the scenes of my business, things that I am am implementing myself, things that I am personally trying out. I will be really transparent with you guys. I'm going to show you, you know, things that I'm at, at my level. My business is very successful. It's very high volume. So how am I growing? How am I trying out new things? How is my team evolving? How are we struggling through things? And we're going to kind of pull back the curtain and share that with you guys, because I think that having an example, having someone that isn't afraid to pull back the curtain is going to be really valuable. 
And honestly, not only for you, but also for me, because it's going to keep me fresh. It's going to keep me engaged and excited about this. So I'm, I'm excited about that. The fourth aspect of this membership is going to be a live Q&A where you can submit questions. I will answer them. We can have discussions. These will be held in a platform that allows you to communicate with me. So it's not going to be just a sterile, you know, me talking to you and you don't get to respond. It's going to be really communicative and really community centered. So this entire membership is it's just going to be so nourishing and so good. And you know, the best part is it's also going to be super affordable. I, I told you this is going to kind of marry the best parts of a mastermind and a broad community. It is not mastermind prices. I <laughs> masterminds are very, very expensive. I I'm currently considering one that is nearly $25,000. This is not going to be that. Do not worry. You can afford it. There are a couple different pricing models, but it starts at $27. So yeah, you can afford it. It's like going to coffee with me four times a month. It's like meeting me for lunch once a month. So yes, you can be in this space. We can share this space together. I want this to be accessible because I really believe in the power of what we're going to be doing together. I really believe that this is going to change your business for the better rather quickly. And if not, you can leave. No issues, no, no weird feelings, no big deal. Okay, go to emilyjeffordslearn.com forward slash collective emilyjeffordslearn.com forward slash collective enrollment for the collective will open on August 20th and it will be open through the end of the month. So you have about 11 days. Um, I will be talking about it. Of course, up until then, if you have questions, email me, it's going to be so good. All right. Enough on that. You can tell I'm excited. You can tell I'm like so in love with this idea because I truly, truly am. But we're here to talk about how to re-enter the creative process. So let's dive into it. First, a little backstory. I, you know, by this point in the year, it's currently the end of July. By this point in a typical year for me and my business, I would have launched between three and six collections of artwork. Three and six. That is a, quite a lot of collections. It's, um, how many paintings would that be? I would say between 30 and 60 paintings would have already been sold by July of any given year for the past, I don't know, six years. How many have I sold this year? Your, your radio did not cut out. That was me like literally giving you silence. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I've sold two because I had two commissions that I finished up and, and billed for and those are done. Hooray. But that... That is very different from my normal year. I have sold no paintings, not because I haven't offered them. Well, no, I haven't. Hold on. I said that wrong. I haven't offered any paintings because I haven't created very many. And those that I have created, I've created for my own sanity, for my own creative joy, not to sell. Although I probably will sell them. I probably will have a collection launch that includes those pieces coming up, you know, in the next couple of months that they were created for my sake, not for the production of income. 
because as you may know, this year has been very different for me and for my business. I took a very long sabbatical from creating, well, I guess from producing artwork to sell in order to focus on teaching and educating and really pouring myself 150% into my students and into making artwork, which I'm so proud of. And I'm sure I'll talk about more. It was such a beautiful course. It changed my life. It changed my students' lives. I have never been more proud of something that I'd done before. But it took more of me than I thought it would. It took so much more of my creativity than I thought it was going to. I I was talking to one of my dear friends, Bonnie Christine, who is in a kind of a similar boat. She also is a creative and an educator. And I was telling her my ideal creative work week would be, you know, produce content for making artwork two days a week, hop into the Facebook group and engage with the community two days a week, and then have one painting day and then the weekends for painting. So that's three painting days. Um, Every single week I would produce artwork. It would still happen. It would be, you know, really well balanced, really sustainable. And she just laughed at me. She literally laughed at me and said, you know, if that happens, I'll be so impressed. But she also, you know, leads courses and things with many, many students, hundreds of students. And she knew what I was getting into. I was naive thinking that I could operate on both sides of my energy at once. And the truth is, I could not. I could either be a mother and a wife and a teacher, or I could be, you know, I I couldn't choose all four. I had to only choose three. So I chose mother, wife, and teacher, and not necessarily artist for this season, which feels really weird to say because I am an artist. That's what I do. It's who I am. It's what my soul is. And yet... I haven't been for six months. Like, that's just weird. It's so strange. So I'm coming back to it right now. I'm re-emerging into my creative process. I broke my paints open again. I bought, I bought so many paintbrushes, honestly, as an, as an act of optimism, as an act of defiance against the, the nerves that I was feeling and the inhibitions I was feeling. So yeah, I bought a bunch of paintbrushes. I already had so many canvases left over from my optimistic purchase at the end of 2018. So those are waiting for me, kind of taunting me for a whole six months. But I finally got to crack them open. And here's what I'm finding. I have a lot of beautiful ideas. I have a lot of of thoughts for paintings that have been ruminating for six months and I have a lot of inspiration but what I'm finding is the pace at which I have been living for the past six months makes it difficult for me to slow down enough to paint my ideas so that's what I'm working through right now I'm working through reorienting my mind to a slower pace Um, not feeling as though I have to produce so much that I can take my time and I can, I can work on a painting for three days and that's fine. And I, I don't have to accomplish so much. I'm realizing I'm an Enneagram four with a three wing, if you guys are into that. And I'm realizing that my three wing really took over my life the past six months. 
And I need to come back to myself a little bit. I need to come back to that four and that, that sense of creativity and that sense of exploration. Um, I'm excited to do this, but it is work. It is not easy for me to do this right now. So I'm painting smaller than I would like to. In January, like I said, I was, I was naive back then, <laughs> but I set a goal to paint 40, <laughs> you guys, this is not going to happen, but that's okay. 40 large paintings this year. I have a goal of making $80,000 in fine art sales, original art sales this year. It's not going to happen because I literally don't have the energy to accomplish that in the final months that we have this year. And that's okay. That truly is okay. I do not need to do that. We do not need that income. I do not need that ego boost of saying I've done this amazing thing. It's fine. Like creativity should be satisfying for me. And if I'm pushing myself in ways that are unhealthy, it's not satisfying. So that's what I'm resting in. That's what I'm really coming back to um, very personally. This is a very, you know, take these things and apply them to your life as you will. This is my story. So, you know, take it for, for what it is. Okay. But more, a little bit more broadly speaking, I, of course, have some tips on how to come back to the process after a break. I've been a fine artist for 10 years, and I've done this a few times, both for births of children. I have three children, um, vacations, you know, honestly, truly any break, whether it's a week or a month or six months, any break requires a little bit of reentry, a little bit of learning how to find your flow, to calm your mind down, to rest in your process, and to trust your abilities again. And that's really the biggest part is I, I often feel like my hands are wrapped in leather gloves and they're crusty and they're old and they're sun weathered. And I have to literally crack my fingers out of these gloves And in doing so, I'm also freeing my mind. I'm also shedding those inhibitions. I'm also, you know, like letting myself feel connected to my inspiration, to my unique source of creativity. Okay, so some tips. Not enough of me waxing eloquent on gloves and mindsets. Breaks happen, and that's a good thing. You should take breaks. You are not a machine. You are not a robot. You are not a factory. If you, if you commit to constantly producing artwork, you're going to create work that is stale, that has very little soul by the end, because I can tell you from experience, you cannot create good work without also nourishing yourself. And that includes some rest, whether it's a day off or a week off, that's totally up to you but breaks are a good thing and you should definitely not feel the pressure of producing for the sake of production. That's highly unhealthy for us as creatives, in my experience at least. Um, One of my core values is freedom. I don't know if I've told you guys this, but freedom matters so much to me. And when I begin to feel trapped by well, really anything, but especially things that are supposed to be fun, you know, like painting should be beautiful. When I begin to feel trapped by it, I begin to resent it. I begin to really push against it and not want to dive into it all the way. So 
taking breaks kind of keeps me away from that space of rebelling against my own creative work that I love with all my heart. Oh, goodness. Um, You should also feel free to create in a different medium or a different style or a different variety. And when you do so, you might find that it's hard to come back to your original, um, you know, whatever your original style was or your original form of creativity, whatever that may be. So whether you switch from creating paintings to writing music, or you switch from acrylic to watercolor, or you switch from creating cakes to creating florals, whatever your switch may be, that's healthy. That's good. That's you letting yourself express yourself in the way that that idea needs to be expressed, which is very healthy and very good for you, for your brand, for your business, for your market, for all the things. It's a great thing to do. But re-entering that original thing might feel as though you have been on a break, might feel as though you, you have those gloves on, you have that mindset issue. That's totally normal. Don't feel bad. Don't feel like you should just hop back in and be perfect and make your best thing ever. No, 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 no. You still have to shed those, those, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The things that are just kind of blocking you, you have to kind of break open. You have to break out of them again. Totally normal. Totally good. A lot of the work that you're doing when you come back to the process is reawakening that part of your brain. And this might take you longer than you'd like. This might take you one day. It might take you... I know I'm, I'm on week two right now, so we'll see how much longer it takes me. But I do think this reawakening time is probably pretty related to how long your break was. So because I took such a long break from creating work, it may take me longer to come back to what I think is a good creative flow. I've created four paintings so far, and I really think they're good, but my flow is so slow. It's so slow. I feel like I have, like I said, gloves are on my hands and there's a cloud around my head. I'm waiting for it to just feel free and effortless. And that has not come back yet, which I know that it will. It's totally fine. One of my favorite ways to come back from any break of any length is to re-enter your creative space, knowing that today is probably going to be terrible and that's totally fine. If you feel like you need to kind of re-sanctify your space, I, I don't want to get too woo-woo here, but I often think that your creative space has a lot of energy around it. If you come into your space feeling like you are going to create bad work, you will. You totally will create bad work. If you come into your space thinking, no matter what happens today, I will do my best to create good work. Guess what? You're going to probably create some pretty decent work. Maybe not perfect. Maybe not your best ever but not bad. If you come into your space saying, I will create beautiful work today because I've thought about this. I've meditated on how beautiful this piece is going to be. I've set myself up for success. I have the ability to create great work. When you're in your flow, when you are, you know, in your process and it's going great, thinking that before you go to the studio is literally a magic weapon. It's literally, I mean, I rarely create paintings that I don't like when I'm, when I'm in flow, not right now, but when I'm in flow, 
Um, and it's because I think those words and that leads me to create things that I think are successful because I've set myself up for such success. One of my favorite things to do on re-entry into your space after a break or whatever it may be, just that first day, just play literally throw paint around or try something crazy or paint in a different medium just because you need to own that space again. You can't be afraid of your studio. You can't be afraid of your creative process. That will lead to paralysis. That will lead to inactivity in every way. And I know this because I've done this. I came back from vacation a month in Europe. I mean, how much inspiration can you, I mean, that's, ugh. I came back overflowing with inspiration more than I knew what to do with. And yet I came back to my studio and couldn't paint because I had too much inspiration, not enough practice, not enough actual ability, not enough mental energy to paint because most of what we're doing is mental energy. Of course, we know that we, this is the game we play. So what did I do? I got a bunch of paper. I got a bunch of five by seven pieces of paper, lined my art table with them. And I literally dropped paint from about four feet above the paper. So no precision whatsoever. No overthinking, no over editing. I dropped paper or dropped paint on the paper And guess what? Out of that experience, out of that play, an entirely new form of creativity came into my mind. It came into my my creative work. The abstract collection was literally born out of me throwing paint around the room because I couldn't paint a landscape. I couldn't paint an oil. I couldn't create work that felt important or high or, you know, like the esteem that I put around my normal creative work, it just felt so lofty. And so I had so much pressure in that area. So I threw paint around and I kind of loved it. And, you know, out of the, let's say I put down 16 pieces of paper. I think that's what I did. I think I did three rows. Um, maybe there were 12, I'm not sure, but a lot, there were several pieces there. Only one of them really was successful, quote unquote, but that one it, it really did change my, my mental state. It changed how I saw creativity. It changed what I thought I could create as an artist. And out of that, I began painting abstract artwork, which is not what I do. And it was kind of amazing. And I still do that to this day. It feels kind of like a therapy to create abstract work in my, in my style. So yeah, go back. If you're, if you're coming back to your creative process, just play, just throw something around, just have some fun. Don't let it be heavy. Don't let it be weighty or hard or strenuous. Just make it fun in all things, all the time, but especially during this tender mental state, give yourself so much grace. Know that the work that you do for your first day, your first week back, it's going to maybe not be your best. And that's completely fine. It does not have to be. The purpose of this work is to reopen your mind, to reopen your hands, to reopen your heart, to let your body feel at peace in this form and in this, in this method of creativity. It shouldn't, you shouldn't be tight. You shouldn't be stressed about this. So just relax, know that what you're creating might not be the best. That is totally fine. 
re-own your space. I mentioned this, you have to feel comfortable here. You have to feel like you belong here. Like you are the one who, who owns this little corner of your house or your studio or your, I paint on my dining room table when I paint at home. So your little bit of a table, whatever it may be, you are allowed to be in this space and it's good and it's beautiful. And this is where you create beauty You might need to hear that more often than just coming back from vacation. You might need to hear that once a week. If so, just go ahead and put this on repeat. You belong in your space and the things that you create here are going to be good and they are going to be unique and beautiful and they're going to say something special that only you can say. Know that progress is quiet and slow, as I say all the time to myself and so frequently also out loud. Progress is quiet and slow, and that is not a bad thing. That is not something that is negative, although I know it might seem negative. It's not. If you were always perfect, if you were always operating at optimal proficiency and optimal, you know, everything, if everything was always just right, number one, you would get super bored. That is not fun. That is not fun at all. I can't tell you from experience because I've never done that, but I can imagine it's just not fun. There's nothing to pursue. There's nothing to, to work towards. Number two, if you were instantly to step into your version of excellence, I, I wager to say that it would be a rather painful experience because you would have had to go through all of that training and knowledge getting in a flash. And if you're, if you're honest, the process of growing and of evolving feels beautiful when you do it slowly, but can you imagine doing it in one second? Can you imagine doing it quickly? Can you imagine growing from a toddler to an adult in a day? It would be terribly painful. And that's not unlike our creative process. The process is so refreshing and beautiful and glorious if you let it unfold naturally but it shouldn't be done in a flash. There's examples of this in the online world. If you go viral, if you do something that just out of the blue goes viral, that sounds like it might be fun, right? No, no, I don't think so at all. I I hope I never have anything that goes viral, to be honest with you, because that growth is painful. That growth comes with all of the dark sides of the internet, all of the dark sides of growing as a person in a second. I have no desire in doing that. And I, I, I hope you don't either, but that's for you to decide. As my students in making artwork know full well, (laughs) because I did this every single week for 12 weeks. So I'm in their heads, I hope by now. I love mantras. I love words of truth that that really do have power over your actions and over the way that you live your life. So I'm going to speak some now for all of us, whether you're coming back to your process after a break, whether you're you're well in the mix of it and it's going great, it's you know, it's wonderful. These words apply to all of us no matter what. So just listen up. And I'm going to speak them in first person because I wrote these for myself and I want you to also take them and make them for yourself. So I want you to take these words, repeat them to yourself, write them down. If you need to put them in your studio, they, they're going to change your life. No pressure, Emily, (laughs) no pressure. Um, I can say that because 
Well, here, I'll just get them to you and then you can decide. My work is worth the effort. My ideas are worth the struggle. Progress is quiet and slow. The things that I want to say are worth saying. I have the ability to say the things that I want to say. My ideas will become beautiful. Okay, with that, I leave you to create. I hope that you're in your studio right now. I hope that you're headed there soon, if not. And I hope that this whole conversation just kind of maybe takes away some fear, some trepidation. Um, I hope that that hearing my perspective on this is, is encouraging in some way. Um, and if not, you know, you can just skip this episode, but now it's over. So, oh, well, okay. This has been great. Thank you for coming back to season two of this podcast. It has been such a, a source of life for me and I'm excited to start back up again. It's going to be, it's going to be a really beautiful season. Next week, we're talking about something that is probably the most awkward thing I've ever had to talk about. I have been dreading it since January when I got this request about a hundred times. Copycats and how to handle people that copy you and how to make sure that you don't copy others. All of that touchy, awkward conversation is coming up next week. So stay tuned. I'm going to do my best to shower that conversation with wisdom and with grace and with knowledge. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a good one. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it. All right. Don't forget to pop over to my website, emilyjeffreyslearn.com forward slash collective to learn more about the collective, which again, enrollment opens August 20th. So begin saving your pennies, $27 worth. Um, I'm being ironic, but no, really, I want you to be aware of the dates and the amounts. And I really want you to, to think about whether or not this is right for you and for your business. Um, you can totally just join us for one month and cancel if you want, but I really want you to consider committing to your growth, to your business's success. And I think this will be a great way to do that. So I hope that this becomes a, a longstanding source of joy and of hope and of enablement in your life. That's kind of my goal for this, this membership, which I have 13 months of content planned for it. So the end is nowhere near in sight because I'm just so in love with it and so excited for it. So emilyjeffordslearn.com forward slash collective. And if you've enjoyed this podcast episode or the do it for the process podcast in general, I would love it if you would share a screenshot in your Instagram stories. That would mean so much to me as I work on this podcast and make it beautiful for you guys. That really does really bring me so much joy and so much community. And it feels like my lonely talking to a microphone in my bed is not quite as weird. So thank you for that. (laughs) Also a rating and a review on iTunes goes a long way. So I thank you guys for doing that, for supporting this, this podcast so wildly and so vibrantly. You guys are just so incredible and so amazing. 
Ugh, you're so much fun. Thank you so much for being here. All right, go back to the studio. Keep creating. I want to see what you do. Tag me on your Instagram stories. Tag me in things that you're creating. I love supporting my community. I love feeling connected to other creatives that are doing amazing things. So let's make each other more and more beautiful and vibrant by being together. All right, bye for now.